Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Tyra. It's amazing. We have uh, everybody's here, and um, it's a pleasure. Welcome newcomers. Um, thank you for coming. This guy's first name. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. What? Right? Okay, we're not going to say it live, but thank you very much for coming. And uh, we hope you enjoy. Okay, so um, it's it's no coincidence that we're we're up to the uh, segment in the Pelia. It's about gila, about joy. What's what's joy? What's so, what's now joy? Because we're having a see, we're going to have a simchas um, b'sheva. We're going to have a chnasa sefer Torah this this Sunday. And ain't simcha is ain't a little bit The Torah is really the essence of simcha, right? We all know that. That we know. I don't have. You don't need me to come to come uh, tell you that. What? Yayin. Yeah, yayin. too. Yayin brings it out. That, that's what we'll talk about. We're gonna, we're going to talk about yayin. That's that's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, so the Peleyid starts has an interesting thing because. He starts off saying, obviously, we all know how important it is to have joy, have gila, have, have rejoicing, have... Um, gila is more of the rejoicing part of it. And he said that it's very, very important that we do that, we have rejoicing. But the gila berada comes with rada, comes with trepidations. And he says, V'mokem gila sham tehei rada, which is the... Uh, which is scared a little bit, trepidation, a little awe, because when you you have a very very dangerous, right away he attacks it right away. He says when you are have that joyousness and you let it all out, it can come with the highlights. It can come with the um, laxity that will allow you to do things which you wouldn't have done before. So he said it's very, very important, he, and he compares it to a soldier going out to war. Um, if he realizes that the enemy is a fearsome or something to contend with, he's going, he's going to be very careful and, and on, on, on full alert. The same thing by us, we have an army, we have a war outside. As, as much as when we have laxity and joy, we should have it, but we have to be even more careful when that happens that we can, can't easily fall into Averis. The Rambam says an amazing thing. The Rambam says, it's better, it's, uh, uh, so, so what does he say? Before we get to the Rambam, he says, so what do I mean by that, be ca- being careful? He says, one of the very important things is when you go to a social event, a chasana, we have chasanas every night, we have a chasana. Every week, at least we have at least three simchas. And by every simcha, 
it's even without before the alcohol. It, it there's a certain laxity that we walk in and we see our friends. So what happens automatically? He says, you see your friends automatically. What's going on? How's everything? Yeshiva. Remember that fat guy? It was the funniest thing you ever saw him eat. You remember, he, like all of a sudden you start talking about things in the past, things and 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 it's it's fun, it's nice, but it's lush and her. So. Right away, when you're walking into a simcha, he says, "Be on guard, see your friends, but make sure." Hey, well, great to see you. You know, it's good times, but be careful what you're talking about. You think the guy's skinny now? Yeah, because it's it's not. Would you say say it in front of him? You know what I mean? Like, I mean that that comes in, in into you know the lashon will go, but we all know what is considered lashon hara, right? So. Um, and it's it's funny, but to, to us, but it's not to them. So it's very very important to be that that extra careful. And then of course, when the, when the drinks come, obviously we say much more things that we wouldn't say beforehand. We say things to the other sex a lot freer and easier, obviously. And that is something which to, to contend with. The Rambam says that it's better to be in the presence of naked people. People not dressed, then people who are dressed but drunk. Uh, in other words, so unclothed, sober people. It's it's better to be together with them than clothed, drunk people. And that's the reason is because when they're unclothed, they'll realize like last week's two weeks ago's parshas. You know, oh, we're we're we we're naked. We got to be careful. We don't. We're not. You know, we're we don't have clothes. But when you're drunk, clothes doesn't matter. It, it's it, the inhibitions are, are removed, so it's like it's worse than not being good. That's what he says. So the um, it, it's amazing, you know, because it's a fine line. We have to be very careful when it comes to drinking that uh, we use it wisely. And this is not only drinking; this is everything. The Rambam, the the, the brings out a story. He brings out a story from the Baal Shem Tov. Believe it or not, Bashem Tov alone. Kiva was just in, in, in by his kever in Mezhbitz the Shabbos, and it's no coincidence. You're coming here, maybe you didn't hear stories there, but now Peliot brings down the story of the, of the Bashem Tov. So he says what happened was he was at a simcha, and it's interesting, you take out a few things from the story. And they brought him a glass of, and they, he thought, he, so they said, Lachaim, they brought him a glass, a, a goblet, a nice goblet. And it was a wine goblet, and he thought it was it was wine. And he took the glass and he drank it. He took a took a couple of swigs. You know, he doesn't need the, the he's not tasting you know the the wild berries and the licorice flavor. He's not he's drinking it. You know, whatever, drink it. And he drinks it down, and he realizes. They say, "Oh, Rabbi, 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 Rabbi. whoa, whoa, whoa! What was it? It was not an answer. It was whiskey. It was not." It was not wine. They poured him a glass of uh, of whiskey, and and he thought it was uh, he thought it was uh, wine. So he had a problem because, you know, it's easy to down a glass of, of wine, but when you down a glass of whiskey, you're gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, the Balshemta. We're not talking about uh, you know people that anyone that we know. Um, that that's true. Yeah. The kids are. What happened was, yeah, that, that's probably true. It's in a suda, right? He washed, yeah. Anyway, but washing doesn't cover wine. So, but as you know, very very important to know, 
um, that the uh, wine covers every other drink. So, for instance, this week I was in um, uh, the one of the wine stores, the, not the wine cave, the liquors galore. They were they were giving um, tasting. So I took a paid product tasting. What? You do pay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Anyway, the kids are right for the sponsor. Yeah, I'm going to go in there. They got to sponsor this sh- the next share. That's for sure. At least, at least. Anyway, the kids are. What happened was the guy gave a, um, a little drink, a, a little thing of wine, and then he gave me a little. He had alcohol, he had alcohol, and I didn't drink. He says, "No, got to know." I said. There's no bracha on the drinks. He says, wow. Can you imagine how many people I'm going to tell that halakha to? He says, you sure you're right? I said, yeah. You know. <laughs> so um, so that's, that's an important thing to know. Okay, so anyway, he, the Baal Shem Tov, getting back to this story, he, he downed a whole goblet full of, full of whiskey, full of uh, vodka. And he didn't know what to do because he didn't want to be at, not in control. So what he did was, he, they told him his vodka. He closed his eyes. He closed his eyes, he put his head down a second, he picked his head up, the, the, the uh, state left him completely. He was totally fine. So they asked him, wow, how, how'd you do that? What did you do? You were like a miracle man? What did you do? He said, no. He says, what I did was, I followed Chazal. Chazal says, Yain kasha, pachad mafigoy. Wine that's hard wine, that's very strong wine. Pachad, fear, mafigo, will, will wash it away. So what did I do? I put my head down. I thought about the, the fear of Hashem. And I really thought about it. I picked it up. And it's gone. It's not there. It's totally not there. So um, one of the other things that happens to me is interesting I see from this story is that, is that in moderation, he was ready to drink the wine. Right? A glass of wine. So in moderation, it's fine. It's it's uh, it's approved. It's okay. That's what it is. That's what it's there for. Hashem gave the wine for to misamech Adam, right? By the hachnas sefer, we're going to have some nice wine that we're going to all going to drink. But um, when it's when you take it out of control, that's that's when you're taking a good thing and you're taking too much. Like in moderation, then it, 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 it you're taking you're making something. From a enjoyment, and you're taking it into a vice, and that 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 brings us down, and that's something which I, I tell a lot of people. We had shalashudas. I don't know if I should, we had like somebody coming in for shalashudas one of these weeks. You know, coming in, seeing a uh, schnapps, and and he took a he has to take a, a lachaim on shalashudas. So that's already an issue. You see, people are you know, remember, remember? So that is already. When you have to, when you have to, and I tell people this all the time, I tell people all the time, it's like when you start seeing that you're abusing the, the vice, the alcohol, it's such a shame. You, it, it pays you to stop. Why? Because what happens? A guy becomes addicted to something, he goes into AAA or wherever, whatever program he is, and then he's stuck for the rest of his life with this issue. He either can't have it. Or, to the best of my knowledge, they, once once you become your your the the neurons of your mind change and it becomes an issue already, that then you're not allowed to have it because it could trigger it on. So I tell I tell people it's a shame. You have wine is is delicious, enjoyable, 
a, a good schnapps, a bourbon, whatever you like. It's enjoyable, it's, it's, it's delicious, and you could use it. You're going to mess yourself up for the rest of life. What? Because you want a little bit more? Because you can't control yourself? Because you, you have uh, whatever it is? So drink responsibly so you can enjoy it for the rest of your life. It behooves you, all of us, to drink us to see that this any signs of, and yes, drinking shots, some shots by Shalashid is, is a sign, is a, is a problem. And uh, whatever, other things, you know, you're coming home at night and you need it. If anytime you need it, Dr. Tursky says that there's even something that, um, that my mother told me this as a kid growing up, and she told this to me for a reason, because... Uh, so she says that, Dr. Torsky says that even if you have just in the weekends, you need it for that weekend, right? And you, you can't go without it. So for instance, you're going somewhere and, and you, no, no, you have to stop off. It's, uh, there's no wine there or whatever. There's somebody, you're going to your uncle's house, they only have grape juice and you're going nuts for one weekend and you need it. You can't go through Shabbos with it. That's also, it's called a weekend alcoholic. That also is a chalik alcoholic. You have to be careful. So sometimes you have to, it's good to go somewhere. All right, there's no, there's, this week is no, there's some uh, malago or grape juice, so there's nothing there. So because we don't abuse it, we should use it in, in, in good, and that's not something that brings a joy. So that's why at a wedding ceremony, we break a glass, because we have to put us in the, in the right frame of mind that, um, that, that we should realize that there's a lot more to life. We have to be careful, and we shouldn't go crazy. So... Um, the, uh, there's an interesting article I saw in H that uh, brings down a, this, Israeli, this Israeli scientist, Dr. Dr. Rafael uh, Mechalum or something like that, that he was the one that found this neurotransmitter that he named THC, um, whatever it stands for. And they asked him, you're an Israeli, why didn't you name it after Simcha? He says it was it's the, 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 it's the uh, certain neuro thing in the mind that that bring, it's brought on by drinking, it's brought on by marijuana, it's brought on by uh, ex, brought on different different ways it's brought on but he says why don't you call it joy, why don't you call it simcha why don't you call it joy he said because in, Jews don't, they don't have this kind of a joy it's a different kind of a joy and what I think he meant to say was that a high is not necessarily a joy a high doesn't really translate into joy. A high, actually, what happens after the high is it's a terrible low. So, and you're, you know, people who have that low don't are, are regret even having the high. So that's not what real simcha is. What is real simcha? Real simcha is happiness, is, is the experience of life progressing, is the experience of you doing your tafkid in life. And, and by chilling and, and by smoking weed, it's, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. Because by smoking weed, what does that do? That puts them drinking, whatever, also. It puts a person at ease at whatever, whatever they are. Everything's fine. Nothing. It's all good. It's all good. Everything's cool. It's just amazing. It's all good. And, um, and that's exactly the opposite of what brings joy. Is by not not living, by not not having life, so um, so that's uh, th- you know that he understood that that he understood this this guy. So I, I got a um, I got a text actually this week, not a text. It was uh, on on our family chat uh, from my sister Esty, and she puts on the chat. 
um, as follows. This is a good line. It said, it had a, a picture of a, a mug of cappuccino, like a nice mug of cappuccino, and it said, did you know that by replacing your morning coffee with green tea, you can lose up to 90% of what little joy you have left in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, right? You don't expect that. You're expecting all the things, you know. And um, you know, we all laughed, and it's true, it's funny. But it, then when you think about it, you're saying, it's really sad if we think we laughed at that, right? So this must be a little truth. If, if a cup of coffee is 90% of our joy, we're in trouble. If that's what our joy is, yeah, you know. And thinking about it is that, is the idea of, of enjoying, this, that you, can't com- you can't say enjoying is not joy. Enjoying, yes, we enjoy. It might bring us to joy. Just like the Gemara says that yayin and basa brings you to joy. You're supposed to have it in Yatav. Because it takes our body and it makes our body comfortable. And, and then we could, it could bring out when things are not bothering us as much and, we're in, and our body is not screaming, I'm hungry. And, and we're not cranky. Like, like when we come home you know, at, at the end of the day and uh, it's late for supper and we didn't necessarily have a good lunch. You know, how cranky we are. It's hard to feel the joy because our bodies are screaming other, other things. But, so that helps. That all helps us. But the joy, that's not joy. The joy is accomplishment. The joy is, the joy is waking up and realizing what everything that Hashem is, the gratitude, is the feeling how everything Hashem gave us, everything that we're able to do, the, the feeling that Hashem put us in this world as Baruch Hashem is from Yidin, and we have the opportunity to do, become princes and, and, and ministers of Hashem. That's joy. The joy is looking around at a family, and, and it's beautiful and functional, and, and healthy, and saying, wow, look what Hashem gave us, looking at our children, at our spouses, uh, looking, at, looking at our parents that are still Baruch Hashem alive. Like we spoke about how in Yom Kippur, we, we, dan- we, had a, we danced out of Bayisker, we, we, we danced out, we all marched and danced, started dancing and singing out, because that's joyful. We're all leaving, we're leaving the Shul Bayisker, which means we're <coughs> older people, yet we're still lucky to have our well, most of us, okay? So, but appreciate it. So, so appreciate the one that you have, right? So appreciate it uh, when we have it. <laughs> so, so that's, 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 that brings on the real joy. And that's very, very important to concentrate and to think about and to realize that and to realize that everything, you know, the coffees and the good things are nice to have, but they're just moments. Um, Mendel, Rabbi Solomon told me, I hear or share from him last night, he spoke about Rabbi Mendel Vorka in, in his Rebbe, Rabbi Mendel in prison he was in Siberia, not in the regular even Siberia, they put him in, in, in the prisons in Siberia, which is like cells and he was there for many years and the guards told him that tomorrow your friend one of your people Moshe is coming and he's going to be in the cell below you so what he did was he, and they weren't supposed to tell him, but they told him. He had, there was a pipe going down from his cell. To, so he, he starts banging the pipe. And he hears a sound, and he screams, Moshe, Moshe, are you there? And he hears a faint, yes, I'm here. Is that my Rebbe? That was his Talmud. He realized that was his Talmud. So he says, Rebbe, can you help me? He says, yes, I can help you. One thing, the one thing I want to tell you, very, very important, and this is how I can help you, is be happy. 
says, Rebbe, I'm in prison, and I don't know how long. You're here already over, over 10 years. How can you say that? He says, because if you don't say that, mashallah, it's going to be gone. Be happy what you do have. You do have your health, you have what to eat, you have the ability, you have the, uh, the hope that Hashem will take you out, you have the, your, your life as a yid, you can daven, you can learn. Think about what you do have, don't think about what you don't have, because the minute you do, you're gone, you're lost. That's how I can help you. That is, that's your way of, of, of making it through. And that's true with all of us, because when we think about and get into our rut, we have to stop ourselves from thinking all these negative thoughts and what if and what happens and, 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 and why, why did this happen and why could the other one didn't happen. It's not going to help us. It's going to make us more. When we start to think about all the things that we, we do have, have, then that can go on and, and, um, and, and, and help us in life. And it's not just the moments of fun and, 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 and not to think about the next vacation. You know, a lot of people are very into, okay, Okay, we had, uh, you know, summer, now what's next? Okay, well, uh, I guess Thanksgiving, we'll have off a little bit from work, well, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, um, Hanukkah, this, that, what we... And, and it's, it's nice to go on vacation, it's important to go on vacation, you, know, you get a, a relax, you get, you get time to spend with the family, but it shouldn't be the focal points, it shouldn't be that, that experiences something, because that experience is not going to give us joy. It's the being, the doing the everyday, the daily things, the grind that we do, doing it well together with our chaverim, that's really the given. That's something we, we, get, we enjoy doing and we want to do and it helps us when we come back and we did a, a nice thing. He went to Mezhbetz for Shabbos and uh, yeah, it's great. But um, it's, it's getting back to life and accomplishing here in life. In Cancun. Um, Very different. Yes. Um, you know, so... I was just looking at recently. I saw Richard Branson, right? He had the ultimate. He had the ultimate experience, right? Mars. He went to outer space, right? He didn't even go to Mars. It's like no big deal. What did he have exactly? If you think about it, he had weightlessness for five minutes. So, um, you know, when I'm uh, when my kids jump on my bed, I also have weightlessness <laughs> <laughs> every morning. Um, so yeah, yeah, airtime, yeah. So I mean, you, the truth is, yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, we did, we watched it, and you know, saw how how it goes. It's it's, uh, and uh, you know, it might be worth the two hundred fifty k, you know, the tickets. But uh, if you have it, yeah, extra sitting around, you know, one of the pockets, pocket change. Um, but um, but that's that's really what it is. It's. Uh, it's one of the greater joys. One of the ways that we can we can experience the real joy is sometimes is is by a Shabbos. We we think about a Shabbos. Shabbos is twenty four hours of weightlessness, where where we have that extra neshama yisera that brings us up, that makes us float, that brings us closer to Hashem. That Shabbos, I guarantee you, is more than the joy if we tap into it. It's much more of the joy. Than Richard Branson had in, in outer space, you know, and he's probably too look, looking at how he looked at camera for the whole world. And, but truthfully, that that Shabbos is the real experience. That experience of Shabbos, and they say that um, after the world, the tafket of the world finishes when Mashiach comes at the at end of the sixth uh, generation, six hundred six thousand years. Um, after Mashiach comes, there, there's there we're gonna 
everyone's going to purify and, and perfect ourselves and constantly make itself perfect. Once we reach that perfection, then the world will cease to exist as we know it, and it's going to be Olam Haba. But they described Olam Haba as Yom Shekuli Shabbos. That's Shabbos. So now, so we don't understand what that is, obviously, but we do know what Shabbos is. So we do know that when we have Shabbos, if we tap into Shabbos, we can have that ultimate euphoria that they're going to have of a perfect person enjoying Shabbos for their whole life. So that we have Shabbos once a week. We only have it once a week, so we might as well hop around and do that Shabbos the way it's supposed to be done. So an amazing story I happened to see was um, talking about the ultimate joy and trying to get to it. Do you know that there's thousands, not hundreds, thousands of Israelis, I don't know, I don't really, really don't find too many Americans do it, maybe you do, but especially that of Israelis, that when they go off, like especially Israeli soldiers, after they finish their stint, where do they go? And you got it, you got it, very good. But many, many thousands go to India, and they seek out gurus, and these gurus are not necessarily saying about these other things, they're saying, you know, smart sayings and cliches, a lot of cliches, and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, before you, 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 you think about yourself. Off and on again. Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> all these, yes, exactly, right. My rabbi taught me. <laughs> but um, but um, that's, that's, that's a very sad reality. And a lot of them get chopped, and they get into the culture, and they stay, and they're, they're lost. So there was this um, organization. I don't know if it's still around, but it was about 10 years ago. It was it's called uh, Bayit Yehudi, and it was run by two men, um, Elias Abotzer and uh, Nuti. They were the heads of this uh, Bayit Yehudi, and they were stationed. They were like the Aish or the Chabad or... Um, in in India, I mean, there's a lot of Chabads in India, but uh, they did a little bit more. They didn't they didn't only have their 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 places. They went around the different places um, and to find you know Israelis that are looking for things, and they tried to bring them into the Torah and, and to bring them back to Yiddishkeit. Anyway, one day it was in uh, about ten years ago, twelve years ago. It was in uh, 2010, actually 2012, something like that that they showed up at an ashram, a very big ashram, and there was this, it's an amazing story, there was this, the head of this ashram was a guru by the name of Swami, can't pronounce it, Vayinadra, Vayinadra. So this Swami Vayinadra was an old man, 93 years old, long beard, bowling long beard, you could Google it, and um, this uh, was a very, very accepted gu- guru. Now, this guru was, um, what he did was, he, he came out, he used to do this on a daily basis, he came out, he had thousands of followers, he, he comes out in his, in his robes, in his orange robes, and uh, he comes, at, they, they open up once, once a day, in, in like the heat of the afternoon, they open up, he comes out, and he sits down on a, on a bench outside the ashram, and he accepts people, followers. And is, he has his shamashim, his two attendants. And there's a long line waiting there. And the people start, they come up. They um, actually Google this, and I saw this on, 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 uh, online. I saw this uh, actually happening. They, <coughs> people, they, they 
take a um, they take the dust from his feet, right, and they either put it on their heart or their uh, their, their or their uh, forehead, and they take the dust. That's the afar raglayim, you know, the real afar raglayim. Is it lush? Is it is it Zara? I don't think so, but it's a sign of respect. Can you imagine touching the dust? You know, they they wore sandals, so there's plenty of dust on their feet. Okay, so that's a real chassid. Um, that's more than shirayim even. So they, uh, so they they lined up and they do, and they have like one minute, and he says something smart to them, and they they go. What they do is they they listen, they hear something if you want to see something, and then they go off to the side and they sit there to bask in the in the light of the uh, of this gadol of this guru. Anyway, these two fellows showed up at the ashram one day, and he came out. The attendants were very leery of these two chassidish-looking guys with the payas and the hat and everything. And um, they show up, and the, the guru, this uh, Swami, started um, calling over, you know, meeting his Hasidim. And he sees the Hasidim, and he stops the, the line of, of people, and he, and he called them over, told his attendants, wait, but hold off on them, call them over, and they're like, hey, gotta wait online. No, 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 he called the Hasidim over, they sat down by him, and he started talking to them, hi, how are you? You came from Israel spoke English, and they told him, Swami, they did not touch his feet, they did not bow down like everybody did, they just sat down next to him, and they said, Swami, like, not your guru, holiness, you know, and he says, his attendants were ready to, he says, no, no, I'm talking to them, and they said, Swami, um, we hear you're Jewish, is that true? And he said, yeah, it's actually true. We hear that you come from a Hasidic family. He goes, well, sit down, I'll tell you. He says, my um, grandparents were Hasidic. My parents were um, not Hasidic anymore. They're more modern, but they were fully, fully religious Jews. I went off to Derech about 20 years old, and I became a doctor. I went to the university. They were not happy about it at all. I left my religion, and then the war came. When the war came... The Nazis considered me just as everybody else. But I was lucky enough to escape with my life. And I, I came here. to, um, to, in, to I actually was heading to Israel. And in Israel, I met somebody in the boat. And they said, um, why are you going to Israel? It's from one war to another war. He says, okay, where should I go? Because I, I, I didn't have religion. I wasn't... So they said, come to India where everything is peace, everything is love, everything is, you'll, you'll meet a guru. He says, that's where I came. He met, so they asked him, how, how did you become such a guru? So he said, he met this, um, he was a student of this woman. Her name is Anamalia-Ma, um, meaning like Ma, what, what are you, what are you, nothing. Anyway, uh, that's my own interpretation. Um, yeah, so he met her. And he lived by her for like 34 years, and he became her Talmud Movuk, and she died. And when she died, um, he was the, the head Talmud, and he took her place. Like she had, they, don't, they don't get married, they don't have kids. So it's not like a rebel or a king that uh, the, the heirs uh, take over. So his Talmud, the Talmud, take, he was a Talmud, and he said, that's, uh, that's why they take over. So they started asking him questions. And meanwhile, the... the, the Attendants were so upset. He's sitting and talking to them. And he says, they told him, what, what do you tell Jews that come? Because there's a lot of Jews that come. That's what we're here for. What do you tell, what do you tell Jews that come? So he says, 
You know what I tell them? He tells them, he tells them as follows. Listen to what he tells them. He tells them there was a soldier that came that wanted that had a Bible, and he said, should I throw it out? I don't believe in it anymore. He says, no, give it to me, because I can use it. He says, I took the Bible, and I told him that um, he could look and look all he wants, but in his religion has a beautiful richness. He says, and I was, I, I believe I caused him to be chayzah b'tshuva. So they told him, what about you? He says, no, 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 I can't. I'm, uh, he said, they told him, they told him, Shwami, what's your, what your mother called you? He closed his eyes and he tears started forming in his eyes and he started crying. He says, My name was Avram. My mother used to call me Avramko, Avramkola. And, and he was crying and the attendants never saw him crying. They said, What are you doing? He said, No, 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 please. They said, Could you tell us what your Shabbos table looked like? And he started to sing Eshus Chayel. And he sang the whole Eshes Chayel in his tune, whatever it was, Chassidish tune, Eshes Chayel. He sang it from beginning to end. And there were tears running down his eyes. And they told him, he opened up his eyes, and, and they told him, Avramko, Avramko, come back. It's not too late. You're 93 years old. Hashem is waiting for you. Hashem wants you. At that point, the attendants actually came to him. They said, you're taking away, you're trying to take away our guru. And they picked him up, and they literally, they picked them both up. They had a few guys and they threw them out of the, the courtyard of the ashram. And uh, they weren't allowed back in. Shortly, two years afterwards, he passed away, this uh, Siami. And uh, we don't know for sure if he did come back, he didn't come back. But even the king of joy, he used to try to teach people joy and to give them joy, understood really in the hearts of hearts. And he told this Israeli soldier, he said, I told him, this is your religion has the you don't come to me your religion has the most joy your religion is the one that if you follow it and you see the richness of it even though he left it beforehand he still was mocker that that's really what the joy is he could say all his nice things but that's what the joy is and unfortunately he didn't come back but we are lucky enough to be in our world in the world of Hashem in the world of of where where we can experience real joy, we should all be zeichet to experience the real joy, and see you all uh, by the Achnas Sefer Torah Sunday and uh, next week share.